Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. All right, welcome to another Garlic Marketing Show. I have a really cool guest today. Uh, he was well known out there, author, and is really coaching people on how to make an amazing day, which I think is so, so powerful. Uh, Craig Ballantyne, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Ian. Happy to be here. I'm really excited to speak. Awesome. Let's get right into this because I think this is a big problem. We, a lot of people set these big, huge goals, right? And they don't talk about what the day-to-day is. And so they design, especially entrepreneurs and marketers, are like, well, I'm going to sell a million dollars this year. I'm going to add 100%. But then they don't think about, like, well, how does that completely demolish your day or ruin your day or pay attention to it? And you're miserable all the way up to the million dollars, right? <laughs> or the $10 million or whatever it is. Um, how did you get started thinking of designing a perfect day. Well, I realized I wanted to get more done in my own business. I had, you know, big goals and dreams like most people do, and I realized that it all starts with the morning. You really have to dominate those first few hours before people start taking your time away because, you know, you're going to get to the office or even if uh, you work virtually, people are going to start pounding you with messages like, "Hey, I need help on this. There's this deadline." And, you know, it's because often because they didn't do their work, but they need you to come in and save them. So we know that's going to happen. So it's all about dominating the morning in order to get ahead of the game and own the day. I love it. Yeah, that's crucial. I'm lucky because I get up crazy early. I was up at 3.30 this morning. Uh, but um, <laughs> well, I got up before you at 3.15. So, oh, you know, we we're, could have <laughs> we could have talked. Uh, so dominating your morning to you, what does that mean? Dominate your morning. Okay. So we have the greatest control over our morning. You know, you control what time you get up as you did. And I did, uh, you control what you focus on first thing in the morning, whether you go into spiritual work or gratitude or meditation or journaling, or if you're like me, you go right to your computer and you start writing because that's what I do. Or if you get up and you exercise and you really control that. So, you know, most people, the, the employee mindset is to get up with just enough time to slide into work right before you're supposed to be there. But as a high achiever, high performers, we're thinking, okay, how can we get up and get the number one priority, get some work done on that number one priority before we get into our regular workday? And so that's what it's really about. 
getting some quality work on your number one priority. Now, if this is new to somebody, what I usually tell them to do is, hey, just give me 15 minutes in the morning. You don't have to get up at 5 a.m. You don't have to join the 5 a.m. club. It's not right for most people. But if you can get up 15 minutes earlier, so let's say you get up at 7 now, you get up at 6.45 a.m., you go down to your kitchen table with pen and paper and you sit there and you think about your number one priority. Maybe it's an opportunity to take advantage of or a problem to solve. And you spend 15 minutes thinking on that. No electronics, no distractions. And you do that six days a week. That's 90 minutes a week. That is 72 hours in a year of clear thinking. And that's how you get ahead in life. What if I'm not clear thinking in the morning? Well, that, that is a good point. A good point. A good question. But you can at least start sitting down and going, okay, well, I'm going to review yesterday. I'm going to get all the ideas out of my head down on the paper. I'm going to start prioritizing things. You know, you know that you need to do some exercise or you might do that uh, gratituding, uh, gratitude journaling and meditation at that time so that you get centered and focused for the rest of the day. And then you're still 15 minutes ahead of the clock so that maybe Maybe at nine o'clock when you start to get your best thinking, you're starting at 845. And so, again, you're ahead of the world rather than showing up late and sh or showing up just on time. And that way you always feel like you're playing catch up with the world. Yeah. This idea of being, at, you know, proactive instead of reactionary. Right. And most people are reactionary, react to your day. And then they're slaves to everyone everyone else wants. And I just had this discussion with my team, I'm like, because the first thing they do when they walk in is look at their email. And I'm like, but that's, you know, that's other people telling you what they want you to do. And that's your most powerful brain power. I mean, I've, I've known the power of this for a long time because I know by like two, three o'clock, I'm a different person than I am at five o'clock in the morning. How do you go about training someone to do this? I mean, besides the 15 minutes, what are some of the other tactics that people can do? You nailed it when you said there's reactive people and proactive people. I, I've made a video on YouTube about this. There's two types of people, reactive people and proactive people. The reactive people struggle during their day. You know, they they slide in at, at you know, nine o'clock. They check their email first. Uh, they ate poorly for breakfast. They're always behind. And then at five o'clock, they go, oh, my goodness, I've been so busy today, but I didn't get anything done. <laughs> you have to go. You have to go with that proactive approach. And the thing is, most people think, oh, I should make my to do list the first thing in the morning. No, no, no. If you're doing that at, uh, in the morning, you're actually already late. Your day starts. Your perfect day starts the night before you uh, do a little exercise that I call a brain dump. You get all the ideas running through your head out in a piece of paper, just a scrap piece of paper. Then you prioritize that. And then you come up with, OK, here are the three most important things I need to do tomorrow. So that's how you're at least prepared so that, you know, and you come and you sit down at your work desk and, and you go, OK, there's the number one priority. And I even have a little bit of a plan to attack it because as a writer that I learned um, – you know, something similar that if you go and sit down at a blank word document, it's intimidating. But if you put together like three to five bullet points and you're trying to write a 1000 word article and you have those bullet points, well, now you only really have to write 200 words for each bullet point. And that makes it so much easier to go and get started and smooth the path to getting started on the habits. So that's what we do. We just, okay, let's identify what we need to get done. Let's have a little bit of an outline. And then uh, I stole this one from Chip and Dan Heath um, in their book. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's not Made to Stick. It's the other one. And it is about smooth. It's called Switch because you're about switching habits. And it's about making the path smoother. So if you want to exercise first thing in the morning, laying your clothes out right beside your bed is 
a way to make the path smoother. It eliminates distractions and temptations. And so if you want to not check your email first thing in the morning and focus on, you know, your number one priority, like writing or planning, then you need to either avoid opening your computer up or like me, when I'm in Denver, uh, where I have an apartment, I don't have the internet at home. So I can't access the internet. I can't go and check my email. All I can do is focus on writing. And so it's eliminating distractions, making the path smoother, and that's how you train yourself to be a high performer. You know, this is a marketing show, and I think this is crucial for people listening because, you know, I talk about this a lot, that there's nothing more crucial to business than marketing. The function of business is marketing. It's sales, right? You don't, if you don't have any sales coming in, you don't have a business no matter how good you are. Um, and a lot of people tell me they don't have time for marketing. And doing this, I mean, that's what I do on the marketing our business. It's like, that's the first thing I do for my business. Right. Because it's the crucial function. And, and you can get so creative, so original. People are like, I don't have time for social media. I'm like, you don't have time to connect with your customers. If you don't have enough time to do marketing, you either have a lot of money, right? You should have a lot of money because you're making a lot of money. The strategy you're talking about is the most powerful strategy if for marketing because you should get your marketing done first thing in the morning for building your business, for writing. Um, and you've developed a book, but you also have a, a free way for people to get into your strategy. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so they can get my book for free at uh, freeperfectdaybook.com. Check that out. Um, and then also I have a way to help them identify what the obstacles are in their way. And if they go to craigvalentine.com forward slash free gift, they can download a time journal, which allows them to identify, here's where I'm most productive, here's where the obstacles come up, here's where I'm most valuable, and then you can start to structure your day around that. So that's another tool that we have. That's fantastic. And this is so timely, because I literally was texting my team this morning before... <laughs> before I came in here about this stuff. So, I mean, and it's crucial not only for the entrepreneur, but for everyone in the business to be operating at their full, uh, the, their highest capacity. And I, I love that identifying your times throughout the day because it, people think that, oh, I'm going to do that important thing in the afternoon, don't they? Oh, yeah. And, and what happens? Well, I mean, you find out that all of a sudden you get all those emergencies from other people. And so I learned this back when I was a personal trainer, Ian, which is what I did in the early 2000s um, when I was building my online business. And I was wondering, like, why are these CEOs like trying to get me uh, you know, to train with me at 6 o'clock in the morning? Why are they fighting for this time slot? Why are they trying to get me to come in at 5 o'clock in the morning? You know, why, why are they not training at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the afternoon? They're the boss. And it's because there's no way in heck they'd ever be able to come in because – the world brings chaos to us in the afternoon. And so that's where I learned the power of the morning uh, first off. Yeah, oh, the morning's so powerful. But let's let's talk about the rest of the day too. Because this is a big issue for me is because around 3 o'clock I get a little tired. And also, you know, starting at 3.30, now I put in a 12-hour day. But, you know, how have you designed your perfect day? You know, because does it have to be you have to work all day? Do you have to be Gary Vaynerchuk and hustle all day? <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny that you should ask that because, you know, I was, you know, I, I, I respect what he's done, but I think that he has aged a lot faster than most people have uh, because of the lifestyle that he keeps. And so you ask a great question. And so I've structured my day. It is, um, it, it does seem to be long, but it has a lot of, uh, breaks built into it. So I'm like you. I get up very early in the morning. I start writing at 4 o'clock till 5. Then I do meditation. Then I walk my dog. Then I have breakfast. Then I do more writing. 
usually I don't do calls at this hour of the day, which is early in the morning, but I have a travel day today because I'm going in, uh, and speaking at an event down in Panama. So I'm traveling today and have to get off to the airport. But usually then I write in the morning. I have exercise before lunch and you know check my email at that time. And then I usually do my interviews in the afternoon, which is where my energy shifts from real creative uh, into more of this speaking type of stuff. So I'm kind of all written out uh, by the end of the morning. So that's how my day goes. And, and I usually am done at four o'clock, walk the dog, have dinner and then social time. And so it is really, you know, I've added it all up. I've, I've kept track of it a long time. And it's usually no more than eight or nine hours of work, but it's just, you know, spread over the course of the day with lots of breaks. And, you know, there's plenty of research that shows that at least every hour you should get up and move around for for creativity and also for your health purposes. Um, and so that's what I've pretty much built into my day and I get a lot done. And um, how do you structure your weekends? And this is all these are all selfish questions. So I'm just picking your brain. <laughs> I am I am actually quite similar, so I don't change my wake up time, and really most people shouldn't. I, I actually tell that is one of the rules that you should have for your life is that you should get up and go to bed at the same time seven days a week. Now, of course, you're going to stay up late a couple nights per week, but don't deviate from that morning time too much. And I know this from experience. Back when I was 25 years old, I would you know be getting up at seven o'clock during the week or even earlier, and then sleeping till 10 o'clock on the weekends, and then be really tired all day, and then on Sunday night not be able to fall asleep, and be dragging my butt for two or three days, uh, you know, until Wednesday morning, I'd finally feel normal again. And so when I started finally listening to my mentor's advice to get up at the same time every day, seven days a week, and go to bed around the same time, seven days a week. That's when I had all day energy, like that was mad. It was crazy. It was like I drank caffeine, but I don't drink a lot of caffeine. And so I just really had all day energy. And so that was one of the things that I did. And that's what I do on the weekends. I do a little bit more pleasure reading on the weekends. Um, you know, I, I do a lot more uh, coffee shop visits with friends, catching up, and I try and get in some type of, uh, you know, even if I'm in my hometown, I try and do a little bit of an excursion in the afternoon on the Saturday, you know, do some exploring. And so whether I'm traveling or whether I'm in my hometown, I still try and do that in the Saturday afternoon and really get the social time there. So that's how my day goes. And I actually, I believe, Ian, that entrepreneurs absolutely must work for at least two to three hours on a Saturday morning because that is when you're going to be most creative. Get away from your regular work spot and you're going to come up with marketing campaigns and video campaigns that are going to be significantly better than anything that you could possibly think of on a Wednesday afternoon while sitting at your desk. So awesome because I do that and I feel, yeah. and I feel guilty about it. <laughs> uh, and I noticed this when I was a personal trainer. I would be, I would always be getting up at like 4.30 and working in my online business for 20 minutes before I had to catch the bus or the subway downtown Toronto to, to train my clients. And I'd be in the middle of an article. I'm like, oh, if I only had another hour or two um, every morning. And then on Saturday mornings, it was like five times more powerful. I'm like, I have got to get my Saturday mornings reserved for me. And since then, I've come up with uh, my my best, sale, my best sales letter idea that made, that made me you know, literally millions of dollars and sold tens of thousands of copies of my one workout program came from a dog walk on a Saturday morning and sitting in the park and like all of a sudden the headline came to me and it, and it was a significant breakthrough for me. I made it, it might've come some other time, but that's when it came to me and that's when I was like, yes, 
what I'm doing here is the right way of doing things. It's that Saturday morning, a couple hours, just a couple of hours, you know, before everybody else gets up and, you know, you take the kids off to the sports and whatnot. Give yourself a couple hours and those breakthroughs are going to come. Fantastic. Um, so tell me a little bit about your journey from from personal trainer into doing this. When did you decide, hey, I want to help people construct their perfect day. I want to help to optimize their lives. Yeah, so it was a long journey. So in 1999, I started my first email newsletter in the fitness world. And I was sending this out, Ian, by Hotmail to 3,000 people. So think about this. You can only send it out to 50 people at a time. So I was you know, BCCing 50 people at a time and sending out 60 emails over a course of like an hour and 15 minutes. I, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I was trying to build this online business while being a trainer, and I had uh, pretty good success. In 2006, I hired my first coach, and we had exponential results. Um, and so for really that decade, I was all based in fitness. But I always wanted to have this business, uh, a business like this website, earlytorise.com, which was started by my mentor, Mark Ford, in 2000. And I was able to buy that business in 2011. It's actually a really cool story that I tell in the book because I talk about my vision for having something like it. And then I bought the exact business of my dreams. Um, and then, uh, but back also in 2006, I had severe anxiety attacks. And I went to the hospital twice thinking I was having a heart attack. And it was after that that I started building in the structure into my day. I was realizing, hey, you know, getting up at 7.30 a.m. and checking your email first thing it was the worst thing for me because I knew that I should be up early, even though that's early to a lot of people, 7.30, it was not early to me. And I was always chasing the world's tail, you know, and it, and it caused me anxiety um, in addition to staying out late and working too many hours. So that caught up with me and then I started putting more structure into place to have more freedom in my life, more true freedom. Because most people think, oh, I just want to be able to work whenever I want and from wherever I want. But you do need that structure in place. And there's an author named Paolo Coelho who wrote a book called The Alchemist. And it's not in The Alchemist that he says this, but his quote is fantastic. And he says, discipline and freedom are not mutually exclusive, but mutually dependent. Because without discipline, we would sink into chaos. And that's what happened to me in 2006. Until I put the structure in place, started coaching other people. And then I wrote, finally wrote my book on it. I've been trying to write it for like two years. Didn't really know what I was doing. Finally got it done in 2015, and then we put it together uh, in this, actually, there's a perfect day formula kit with more success tools that comes with it as well, um, in addition to the free book offer that we have, and now I help people with that in their lives. Love it. And uh, man, that's a powerful quote. Um, it's great. It, it, it is great. And there is a book, and I can't remember the title of it out there, um, that is like all the work habits of all the great artists and authors. And if you look yeah. at Daily Rituals by Mason Curry. It's one of my favorite books. It's amazing. Yeah. And you look at it and even like these these people that we think are like drug-fueled drunks, like they had a, a ritual to their drinking and, and their drugs and their writing. <laughs> Stephen King is my favorite because uh, Stephen King writes from 9 a.m. till about 1 or 2 p.m. So while most people are eating their Wheaties, he's writing about, you know, motorcycle deaths like in Pet Cemetery <laughs> about a motorcycle tire rubbing a guy's face off and and he had a crazy alcohol and uh, drug problem he he doesn't even remember writing cujo he says like wow i know eventually <laughs> got cleaned up and then unfortunately had a crazy accident but um you're right i mean all these guys had their rituals and routines some of them were really clean but some of them weren't and uh, but they all found a way to do it because they had structure in place yep I and mean, that's what i mean here at authentic web my agency 
with, that's what you say. There's beauty in art and systems. And, yeah. you know, we have a bunch of creative people around here. I'm like, we have a system. You can still have art. Like, even Picasso had a system for painting. It, it, you didn't just go on there and, like, I'm going to paint. Um, and I love that you've done this. So tell me about the challenges, then, of switching over. Because, obviously, now you switched over. You were, you were in the information world, kind of. But now you're really deep into the information marketing world. Um, what were some of the challenges, and, and how did you overcome them? Well, I I have a whole lot going for me on my side. One, uh, you know, I built up a very large uh, fitness info product business, and so that allowed me to, you know, even though those people are not the high achievers and marketers and entrepreneurs, I was still able to sell a lot of books and kits to those people when I made this started making the switch. But then I also bought Early to Rise, which you know had a, a very large email list of high performers, um, which was a perfect fit for it. So the only way I was able to accomplish all of that, though, was all of the hard work that I did from 2006 when I hired my first coach to 2011 when I bought that business. So I learned how to be a better writer. I learned how to be a better speaker. I have uh, YouTube videos from 2007 that have been watched about two million times, and I am the most monotonous, boring person that you could ever possibly imagine on video. Um, you know, kind of like uh, Stephen Wright, that comedian that <laughs> talks like this, but he, you know, he's really great. Um, uh, but for me, I just had good keywords that allowed me to get all those video uh, views. And now I just have, you know, I have so much more energy. In fact, I've done 105 podcasts in the last 11 months, uh, which has also allowed me to get better at telling my stories. Um, but, you know, I had those assets on my side, Ian, so it was uh, not that hard of a transition. And so I was always trying to improve myself in the areas that I wanted to get into and doing a lot of networking. And so I have a very, you know, I guess you would say a large Rolodex of people that I know that have uh, very large email lists and good coaching clients and all this sort of stuff that I've, I've been able to get in front of. Awesome. Awesome. And so tell me, you know, now you look back at it, how valuable you've, you've, you've selected the stories. And I talk a lot about how the importance of stories and telling the same stories over how valuable were having those videos that you hate now that you're like, Oh man, I was horrible. How valuable was that to you? Um, well, it was certainly valuable in that, you know, my philosophy is that everything is a learnable skill. So you have to go out and suck first. You know, one of my friends is, uh, trying to, to break into comedy. And so, you know, he just did his first three minute stand up and he's done improv and he's, and he has a great podcast and he's, he's a very outgoing guy, but it's like, you know, putting a, putting together a three minute stand up routine is really, really hard. It's one of the hardest things he's ever done. And so I liken those old videos to, you know, Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock going into a tiny dingy uh, club in New York and telling new jokes and new material and you get feedback and then you go out and you like try it somewhere else and get more feedback and then you hone that into something that gets an hour long special on HBO. But you have to do that original work in order to find out how bad you are to at least get the feedback from experts and then go out and improve and that's how we improve in any area so it truly is invaluable awesome and how do you since you're designing your perfect day and for me learning is part of my perfect day how do you st structure and decide what you're learning throughout your perfect day uh, it depends on the priority that I'm working on so um, you know I've done a lot of uh, video style talking head sales pages recently I do a lot of um, 
you know, kind of teaching videos. I mean, I mean, I'm not a Brendan Burchard. I'm not in that world, but I mean, there's a lot to learn from him. So I, so I watch his videos. You know, I get coaching from other people who say, "Hey, listen, you see this guy's website? Yeah, yes, I do. Okay, you need to go and have that background in your videos when you go and do your sales message. Okay, got it. You know, here's how you need to look, and then practice, practice, practice. So, you know, when I go on, like, I'm going down to, to Panama to, to speak, and you know, I've practiced this the uh, presentation many, many times. I don't like it, but that's what you got to do. And in order to become a very good speaker on stage and have your stories well told and your jokes well timed, and so it really is important to, you know, just put yourself in that student mindset. Just like a, you know, if you want to perform as an athlete at a high level, you have to practice and do the work because you play like you practice. That oh yeah, so so true, and 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 that uh, that sucking at first and then practicing is critical. Um, what part of your day are you doing that? Like, are you doing that first thing in the morning? Are you doing it in the afternoon? Are you deciding? Um, it depends on where I am in, in terms of the speaking. So if, you know, if I have a speaking engagement and I'm trying some new material, then yeah, I'll do the, the presentations first thing in the morning, you know, standing in a hotel room, trying not to talk too loud, but I'm doing it first thing in the morning for two reasons. One, the energy is highest then. And then two, that's when the discipline is also highest because I've said, hey, you know what, I'll do it, you know, before lunch or after lunch, something else will come up and I, you know, I won't really get a good amount of practice in. So I get up and I do it, even though it might steal from my writing time. But if that's the priority, then, then that is when I'll do my practicing for it. Awesome. And when it comes to like learning other stuff, because for me, I, I, I try and learn something different, like outside of the business world. Um, like ukulele is one of the things I do just to learn something. Um, are you doing something like that as well throughout your day? Learning something non-business related? Um, I wouldn't say that I, I'm as structured as you are on that. But I have a wide variety of topics that I read about every day and then also make sure that I try and read some autobiographies or something in the evening uh, so that I'm not just always thinking about marketing, but always learning. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. What's your favorite autobiography or biography you've read so far? Uh, one recently that I really liked was Simply Rich by Rich DeVos, the founder of Amway. And it just goes to show you what you were capable of doing uh, with way fewer business regulations back in the 1950s. <laughs> you know, like he started an, air, uh, an airline, even though there was no airport in his hometown, they were just landing on the water and it, it, they were able to start it because they owned a plane. Like, okay, that's a whole lot different than the way things are now. And so, uh, but also his perseverance, his belief in the American dream. And so that was a good one. And I'm going through Charlie Chaplin's autobiography right now, which is uh, something else. I mean, he was a really good salesman, um, but I don't think anybody would ever think salesman and Charlie Chaplin in the same sentence. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, I got to pick that one up. Yeah. Rich DeVos. I mean, he's everywhere here in Orlando. So I've seen him speak a few times. He's fantastic. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 And friggin' five heart transplants or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. So that's another thing about I mean, he's just had an incredible journey with, uh, you know, stuff that he had to overcome. And he just, he's had like, you know, some of these entrepreneurs, you're just like, oh my gosh, these guys are on the go like 16 hours a day. The, the, the energy that they have is just amazing, but it's always powered by that vision and mission. Yep, yep. I oh, mean, the, the, those guys. 
so when it comes to marketing your stuff now, you, you have all this marketing experience, which is so cool. Um, what, what do you find is working right now, especially in the videos? Because you're making a lot of videos. You have videos on YouTube. What, what are you focusing your video strategy on right now? Well, we definitely know that the Facebook live stream stuff, especially in the fitness world, we're seeing some people doing it really, really well. One of my business partners, Bedros Koulian, um, he teaches fitness marketing to trainers and he does amazing work with video. So it's, you know, I'm seeing people like, hey, you know, what I used to be getting on webinar results is way down. But when I do the exact same webinar as a Facebook live, I'm tripling my results. So that seems to be where it is for now. How long will Facebook allow us to use Facebook Lives um, and get in front of so many people? I'm not sure, but there is so much value to doing those. And hey, if you want to talk about spending some time sucking before you get good, it's going to be with Facebook Lives because it's you know first of all these live video, not just you know video in front of a camera recorded later with some edits, but it's full on live. Um, you know, you got to figure out how the heck are we going to use the iPad or the, you know, the iPhone to capture it and then set up another camera on top of that, maybe to get some, some footage that we can put on YouTube. And, and there's a lot of stuff. And then like, how am I going to get the comments from people? So yeah, you're going to suck at first, but you do need to get the experience because this is an area, this live video. I mean, we're, we are all, as uh, Sean Stevenson said at a, a genius network event recently, he said, Take your initials, and that's your new um, your television channel. You know, I'm CSB. Uh, you know, I am my own network. I am my own media company. Everything that you can do on CBS and CNN, you can do on your own now. Except, you know, broadcast on television, but you can broadcast on Facebook, where you're going to have a more uh, defined, targeted reach. So it's it really is about the live video these days. But I mean, obviously, still YouTube is very, very powerful as well. Awesome. Yeah, and I've been telling so many people, I'm like, and you don't have to, if, you can have micro authority. If you're, I've been telling like attorney, local attorneys, you can do a Facebook Live. Don't do it necessarily just about that, but you can get in front of people and give them advice and be a valued authority. And like you said, you're going to suck at it at first, but do it. It's such good advice. Would you, uh, what, what's your timing for Facebook Live? What's your favorite time to do a Facebook Live? I haven't figured it out. Uh, my my business partner Bedros does his uh, PST. Uh, could you say that again? Sorry, you broke up for a second. Twelve, 12 p.m. PST is when my friend uh, does his marketing videos and and webinars, uh, visual uh, video, live video webinars to uh, people on his marketing. Uh, awesome. List. That's what they're doing. Um, you know, you see that same with the fitness industry. People are doing them around uh, 11 a.m. PST. Fantastic. So when it comes to like next level of, of making the perfect day, what what's next after someone reads the book? You know, is it is it practice? How do you see people really putting this into play? Yeah, so we have the book and then we have something called the Perfect Day Formula Kit, which is like me sitting down coaching you at your kitchen table. There's a bunch of uh, success tools in there and worksheets and, and stuff that you go through. And then we also have these cool little scripting pads that allow people to script out their next day. And then it's just like, you know, going through a calendar. There's a hundred of them. Um, and then beyond that, for the highest level performers and entrepreneurs and executives, I have a new program called the Perfect Life Workshop, which is a one-day intensive small group event with me where it's all these new tools that allow us to go into a, a deep dive into self-discovery that are not in the book. 
And so I'm working with people that way as well. So it's all about evolution. So start with the book, work your way up to the kit, and then, or just get the kit right away because it has the book in it too. And then you can, you know, if you're like, okay, I've got this kind of dialed in, but I really just need to get more focus and clarity and get rid of all the mental clutter, which is the biggest problem that marketers have. You know, there's too much opportunity. You can do Facebook Live, so you can do, you know, YouTube, you can do this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, you know, I've got a million things. I don't know what to do. I'm like a chicken with my head cut off. And if you need that, then we need to work together. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling, chicken head right. cut off. <laughs> and, you know, I get that, too, when people come in here and they're like, I need to do Facebook Live. And I'm like, well, okay. What's the plan there? I don't know, but I know I need to do it. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so tell me about some of the, the success stories you've seen with now that you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, so you know, a lot of people that come in, they they come in with all that opportunity, and then they have what they say is, oh, there's just so much mental clutter in my head. And then at the end of the day, with me, or you know, after they go through the the kit, they're like, okay, I have mental clarity. I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly what I need to focus on. You've gotten my priorities straight, and the weight of the world is off my shoulders. And then it's just, you know, it's, a lot of it's giving them permission to say yes to some things and say no to a lot of things because most entrepreneurs say yes to too much stuff um, and they mismatch their goals and their actions and that's what causes the stress in us. That's the number one source of friction in a first world, mismatch goals and alignments because then you see like you know your clients that come to you, they're like, I need to do this, I need to do this. Why? Well, because that guy's doing this and that guy's doing this and you're like, okay, that shiny object syndrome and you think the grass is greener on the other side, but if you went to that other person, they'd be like, I need to go and do what this other guy's doing because he's doing this and he's doing this. And everybody thinks that everybody's so successful, but behind the scenes, as you see with your clients and with I, I see with my clients, everybody's, you know, this chicken, no head, you know? Yeah. And they're just around. So, we, you know, you get people dialed in with marketing strategies and video strategies. I get people dialed in with, okay, here's the big picture. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to focus on in the next 30 days, 24 hours, 72 hours, and in order to focus on this stuff and say no to all that other stuff so you still have quality time with your family, here's how you're going to operate on a scripted day. And in order to have more freedom in your life, you need to have that structure. So don't resist it. Don't resist it. You know, one person who owns a fitness facility just sent me an email the other day. A very heartbreaking story. Their their brother was killed by the police because he had some issues, and she started drinking a lot. Um, and then she got my book from my friend Bedros, and she rolled her eyes at it. Perfect day formula. Um, and then she heard me speak, and I talked about my anxiety issues and the structure that I put in my life that gave me freedom, and that gave her this big insight. And in the last six months. She's been getting up early. She's been dialed in with her days. She's attracting a new and better customer into her world. And she's just healthy again. And she's taking care of herself because she has structure and true freedom. She used to have too much freedom, the paradox of freedom. This is what we see with Johnny Depp and Prince and the rich kids of Instagram wrapping their cars around a tree at 3 o'clock in the morning. Too much freedom, chaos, structure, true freedom, and a happy life. Love that. Wow. Um, you know, I, I've been kind of all over the place because you're, these are all like hot topics for me and in telling people, I think such critical stuff and your story is fantastic. Um, it, you know, when it comes to 
creating your day, it's absolutely critical. Where do you see most people dropping off? Because they pick up the book, they do it, and then, you know, probably like most people, like a week later, they stop doing it. They're like, oh, I'm too busy. It's very similar to people that come, they used to come to me for, you know, weight loss and exercise programs and it'd be, you know, good intentions, uh, but they bite off more than they can chew, right? You know, so it's to-do lists that have 20 things on it and you have a to-do list that has 20 things on it, you're going to be stressed out even if you get three of those done. So, you know, the old Warren Buffett quote is, you know, take your list of the 25 things you want to do, prioritize the top five, and then forget forget about the bottom 20 and just focus on the top five because another great quote from Mr. Buffett is the difference between successful people and very successful people is that very successful people say no to almost everything. So you have to have that mindset. It's okay to say no. And so we just make sure, okay, listen, you're trying to do too much. (laughs) Another great example is uh, I'm pretty sure it was on Inc.com. There's this stupid article. It's like the 14 things that successful people do before breakfast. And it's like, Successful people don't do 14 things before breakfast. They do one or two important things. And if you added up all the stuff that was on that list, it's four and a half hours of stuff. And it's just so stupid. But so many people read that and they get caught up. They hear about, oh, this guy's gratitude journaling and he, you know, he's meditating and then, uh, you know, he's going on an hour run. And then this other person, they're, you know, doing meetings before breakfast. And the next thing you know, they're all stressed out. Because they haven't gotten 14 things done before breakfast. And that is when they go, you know what, this entire thing, it doesn't work. Getting up early doesn't work. It just leaves you more stressed. But it's not about the time you get up. It's about what you do with the hours that you are up. Oh. And that brings it to a hot, another hot topic for me. Because, you know, there's so many people putting information out there, including highly respected magazines, online magazines. And I read them. And from a marketing standpoint, like, you know, ha- I... I didn't do just one business marketing. I've helped hundreds upon hundreds of businesses and seen what really works and doesn't work. And like you're helping real people and seeing what doesn't work. How can people, how can we teach people to combat and and be selective about that information? Because there's so many people out there like, like even Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, I love him. He's been on the show. A lot of what he says is valid, but I don't think that just pure hustle is the way to go. And also saying, tell, he says he doesn't read. And I think that's a bad piece of advice too. How, how do you coach people? How do you tell people to be selective with that? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it is a part of that deep dive into self-discovery. I mean, okay, let's talk about what really matters to you. Do you really care if you have a Porsche or a Ferrari? How important is that to you? If it's important, then okay, we'll find out how to get you that. But if it's not important, why are you chasing that? Why are you doing all of the things that you do? Why do you sit in traffic for an hour a day to go to a job to make 160 grand a year in order, but you never see your kids? Um, like, what are you really doing that for when you could have a $100,000 a year job and see your kids an extra five hours a week? So what are we doing here? Um, so it's really about getting priorities straight. And priorities in in figuring out what season of life are you in right now? Are you in a season of wealth building, of health building, of family, or of personal enrichment? Personal enrichment being like charity and giving back. You got to pick one. Pick one of the four. Figure it out. And then go, okay, this is my top priority. Here's my values pyramid. This is at the top. Everything else is underneath it. We're going to get to it. But we just need to cut back on the goals and to-do list and really just get focused. I almost like 
you know, the way I help people approach life is like basically going in a time machine and taking them back to what I believe was maybe uh, more prevalent in the 1960s, where there was separation between work and home life. And that's what I aim for in so many of my clients. Hey, we're going to shut down the computer at this time. And when we talk about shutting down the computer, we talk about shutting down work. And then you go and you're present with your family at night. And it's all about being present in what you do. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs experience a little bit of this when, you know, maybe they get married or when they have their first child and they still want to grow their business, but they have more demands on their time than when they were a single person with no demands. And they actually find sometimes they get more done because they focus on priority. And so that's what it's all about. You have to first get that mental clutter out of your head and then get the clarity and then you can go and start implementing the structures you need, whether it's video marketing or whether it's, uh, you know, the structures that I, I help people with. Awesome. And one last question, because the, I think you, you know, you touch on something with goals and I, Scott Adams, have you read his book? Um, uh, I haven't read it, but I'm, I'm familiar with his arguments in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the idea that it's about systems and it's mm-hmm. about, you know, work the system because the second you put a goal in place, you're kind of, you're uh, you're losing, right? You're always losing until you get the goal. Um, how do you feel about that? And because you, you kind of have a system here, right, of working your day, yeah. the perfect day. Yeah. So what we do is we focus on what are called process goals. So you have an outcome goal of I want to make a hundred grand this year, and you have which you cannot fully control, right? Like you mm-hmm. might get sick, you might you might hit the jackpot and make twice that much money. Um, or you might have like a couple of clients in an industry that gets decimated and like you can't control that, but what you can control are the process goals, the action steps that would get you closer to that. Very similar. Like if you want to lose 20 pounds, well, you don't necessarily control exactly how much weight you lose, but you control what you eat. You control uh, the exercise program you're going to do three days a week and you control how much water you're going to drink every day. Those are three process goals. And with the money aspect is, okay, you control how many lead generation emails you send out. You control how, how uh, well you do on your sales calls. So you can practice your sales scripts three hours a week. You control that. And if you get better at those things, you'll get better at making money. And you can control asking for referrals. So you can script a referral script and practice it and go to people and, hey, at least ask 20 people a week for referrals. You control all of those things that lead you to your outcome goal. Those are systems. Those are process goals. And if you win at those, you win no matter exactly where you get with your outcome goal. Oh, that's awesome. That's such great advice. Because, I mean, and then you can feel accomplished because you you did your process goals. And, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Craig, it's been awesome having you on here. Can you tell me again how we can get a hold of the book? Yeah, so it's freeperfectdaybook.com. You'll get to, that's a free plus shipping offer. Um, and it's a really great book. You probably read it in like 90 minutes. Obviously, it's about uh, you know making your perfect day. We're not going to put you there for 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 3 or 4 hours reading the book. So, or you know, 500 pages. So, they can get that there. Um, audiobook as well on amazon.com. And uh, that way they can get started putting these systems into place and having those little little bets turn into big victories and, and they'll notice results very, very quickly. Awesome. Thank you very much. And guys, if you're listening, you can click on the image. There'll be a link in the show notes. It'll flip around on your phone. You can just click on that link. Craig, it's been fantastic. Have a safe trip to Panama. And Thank I appreciate you. being on the show. Awesome. Thanks, Ian.
That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.